When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Radical Ones, we continue Summer of the Dead with our last movie, 2007's I Am Legend. And to us, so are you. It's time to get radical. Ensure all residences are secure with all doors and windows firmly locked and barricaded. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Not people. Brains. They're us. We're them. They're us. Oh, my God. You are dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. The pain of being dead. Were you bitten? No. Were you bitten? Did any of the blood get in your mouth? They have overrun us, you know. We're in the minority now. Something like 400,000 to one by my calculation. The father, my father, always say, when the earth spit out the dead, they will come back to suck the blood from the living. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the There's another one for the fire. Welcome back, Radical Ones, to the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I am joined by co-host Rob, the movie geek, and we're doing I Am Legend for our final episode of the summer, Rob. Welcome. Yes, yes it is. Hi, everyone. So I guess I just kind of figured we'd take a little break. We did this last year. We kind of took off September and then did a whole month of Halloween for our next season. So that is what we're going to do this year again as well. So it's only one little month and we will be back with all new episodes in October. I'm so excited because we're finally two years then in September. Here we are. Couldn't believe it. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and thank you out there. I'm not, I'm not infected. I'm not infected. Please. Nothing happened the way it was supposed to happen. Six billion people on Earth when the infection hit. I'm a survivor living in New York City. I will be at the South Street Seaport every day at midday when the sun is highest in the sky. We are wrapping up Summer of the Dead, and I think out of all of the movies this year, this one kind of borderlines on what 
kind of dead are they? So we did 28 Days Later. We had a similar issue with the rage virus. The screenwriter said it was zombies. The Danny Boyle said it wasn't the director. But it turns out the screenwriter was influenced by not only the book, which this is based on I Am Legend, but the Omega Man, which was a another take on that book with Charleston Heston, but 28 days later, and he got the inspiration, Rob, from the deserted London streets, and he wanted to see what New York City would be like in a similar fashion. So I I love that. I love that connection that even just a modern day at the time, 28 days later, was inspiring movies, and we got I Am Legend from that. I told you 28 days was changing the game. I mean, really, really, really. So what is your history with this movie, Rob? Uh, It's not a big one. I saw it immediately in theaters, of course. Will Smith was very big back in 2007. Of course, this was a movie that was in my wheelhouse. I didn't read the book, so I got a lot of what the book did in this movie. So, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to see this, but I only saw it the one time. I never repeated a visit to this movie again because it was part of Summer of the, De- Some, Summer of the Dead. I, I was very curious how I was going to read into it this time. Oh, I love that. So, I Am Legend is the story about Robert Neville, Will Smith, a brilliant scientist who is a survivor of a man-made plague that transforms humans into bloodthirsty mutants, they say here, Rob. Yes, I don't believe they are dead the slightest. There's not even a hint or even a debate. So... Sorry, Ryan, this doesn't <laughs> fit the category, but I'm I'm here for the ride. I whatever you 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 do you and and (laughs) you know where i really got where the idea that they might be and i'm not even saying zombies because i get zombie feels just because of the atmosphere but in the book they were vampires because i actually did read the book so in my head i just thought of them as like a hybrid vampire but it does say mutants in this version he wanders alone through new york city calling out for possible survivors and works on finding a cure for the plague using his own immune blood and then the infected wait for him to make a mistake that will deliver neville into their hands so you had seen it the one time and this is your revisit i actually these are one of those movies rob that I watched over and over and over. You've never talked about this movie to me. How how was this a rewatch for you? I think I saw it three or four times in the theaters, which is insanity. I think I saw it with David, our our other co-host here. Every time someone wanted to go, I'm like, yes, I love that. Let me go see it again. But I had not seen it in... A good 12, a good 12. But my God, I still really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It really, it did held up for me. I have to say Will Smith's acting in this still wins me over. Was there something you wanted others to see when you agreed to go to this movie again with them? Like what, what was your excitement to going? 
Oh, that's such a great question. I think I was so enthralled with seeing what they did with New York. And I think it came off really, really, really good. Like, it looks realistic to me. These demolished streets. Like, I I was surprised to see that it still looks. I was like, wow, this really looks good. But I think this story, I don't know. There's something about this man's journey and the whole relationship with Sam the dog and him going through trying to live life. Like, the video store scene is one of my favorites. Yes, yes. The video store scene is amazing. I don't know. I thought it was wonderful. I think I was so surprised that this movie came out and I enjoyed it so much. Almost like a Dawn of the Dead for me. Something like that with this isolation feelings. Because I think what I like about the zombie genre in general is that feeling of isolation and being alone. I don't know what the hell that says about me. Not that I want everyone to disappear, but I think that's the fascination. Like, what would the world be like? Where would you go? What would you do? So I got that with this rob very good i can't really remember exactly how i felt about it before i know i didn't dislike it uh but it was just a nice story to be told when i saw it i can say that in the theater when i watched it the opening scene was for me very deep like i just got chills the way that emma thompson was in this interview because all of this happened based on man-made which i didn't know and just also because it was meant to be a good thing so this was a mistake it wasn't something done to be weaponized or any other type of movie and yes you're gonna jump on the opportunity to can cure cancer and so i you know just that last line so you mean to tell me you just cured cancer and she goes yes we have cured cancer and then it just fades to black and it's just like this is how it gets spread. It's it's trying to do something good. And I just like got chills because it sucks. Like if I saw on TV that you can cure cancer, I would believe it, take it. I would tell everybody, get the vaccine. And, you know, look what happened. See, I mean, like it, it was very chilling back then to really get that line. And the way it's set up, Rob, I do say it's one of the best setups because you're right. It's chilling. And that smile she gives thinking like, I just did something good. And then yeah. it cuts Yeah. So good. She was happy. The world of medicine has seen its share of miracle cures, from the polio vaccine to heart transplants, but all past achievements may pale in comparison to the work of Dr. Alice Crippen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. So, Dr. Crippen, give it to me in a nutshell. Well, the premise is quite simple. Um, take something designed by nature and reprogram it to make it work for the body rather than against it. You're talking about a virus? Indeed, yes, in this case, the measles um, virus, which has been engineered at a genetic level to be helpful rather than harmful. Um, and I, I find the best way to describe it is if you, can, if you can imagine your body as a highway and you picture the virus as a very fast car um, being driven by a very bad man, imagine the damage that that car could cause. Mm-hmm. Then if you replace that man with a cop, the picture changes, and that's essentially what we've done. How many people have you treated so far? Well, we've had 10,009 um, clinical trials in humans so far. And how many are cancer-free? 10,009. So you have actually cured cancer? Yes, yes. Yes, we have. 
What was also very 2007. Well, it was seeing the Lowe's theater logo. I was like, Lowe's. God, I worked yes. at a Lowe's. Oh, the theater you worked at yeah. was a Lowe's? I worked at a Lowe's, yeah. Well, it wasn't Lowe's right off the gate. You know, like it went from Cineplex Odeon to Lowe's. Uh, in the, in while I was there, so yeah, I still to this day I think Lowe's is the best so far that I've ever been to. <laughs> so December fourteenth, weird release date for a movie like that, but this time around, I did notice all the Christmas atmosphere, which I don't think I for some reason remembered. Even Neville driving in the present day, he's driving past Merry Christmas banners in the streets, and when it when we see the flashback, which by the way, I guess that was Willow. That was his Willow. Daughter? I was like, this definitely does not look like Jaden, but I had no idea who this kid was. Yes, it is definitely Willow. So this time around, I'm like, okay, because there was pictures when they sh- they show the pictures on the wall with the dog, and I'm like, wait, that's his real daughter. <laughs> so, well, with this uh, December release date, uh, another isolation movie was also released for the holidays. It was Castaway. So this is something that gives, well, not gives the Christmas spirit, but it's something that gives into that Christmas box office season. So I'm not surprised. I guess I could see that. I mean, Night of the Comet took place like Christmas Eve or New Year's or something like that. So, yeah, I guess End of the World happens around there. In the I Am Legend books, Rob, the creatures were vampires. The main character of Robert Neville, he ends up finding that these vampires in the book are actually coherent thinking and he had been hunting them for years and killing them and meanwhile they had started the human race over with vampire really strong mutants and then other people who hadn't mutated they all had the virus but they were okay and he was he had to live with himself at the end knowing that he's killed families and friends and things like that and then he ends up becoming the legend meaning he is the legend of their history their new history he was going to be a villain to them in their history and he's like as he's dying because he ends up killing himself his words are i'm going to be a legend because i am a villain and they didn't do that with this movie no, yeah, the book definitely had a sadder ending. Um, our protagonist ended up being the antagonist, depending on how you look at it. And I think this movie has been done three times, and yeah. each time <laughs> yeah. they have changed the ending to support a happier ending. So, yes, um, I don't necessarily have a preference. It'd be interesting to get access to that test screening and just hearing everyone's thoughts as to why they don't like happy endings i'm not gonna like charge in and be like we want a depressing or more realistic ending or whatever i see it more as a twist and it's something that i didn't expect so i would keep it i i don't have will smith also on a pedestal to make sure that he is always triumphant in his you know missions and stuff so i mean if the movie made sense for this ending then i'd say keep it the one thing that supports the original ending and why i would have chosen to keep it because there was a scene earlier in the movie that supported this ending do you know what i'm talking about you mean when he takes the first the female thing back home well not not necessarily i mean that is a part of it yes but there is a foreshadow of 
how these mutated beings were not only preserving and creating their own race, they were beings that we had to try and figure out to coincide and live with them. And a scene earlier that suggests this is when he's out hunting for deer and he runs into a lion family. Oh. And he had an opportunity to take out the lion and get the deer for himself. But he sees that this lion is a part of a family with cubs and he chose not to do anything. So he clearly understands the law of nature and to not, you know, orphan these cubs. Right. He yeah. makes this decision, but he's not thinking that way because these this new race are monstrous and he feels nobody wants to be that way. And I think that's what a lot of people had a hard time understanding, right? Like, these vampires were given their own fate. They dealt with the cards. They weren't mindless monsters, just ravenous out there eating people. And as you can see from the original ending, which is on YouTube, that they do have a conscious mind to let go. They're not going to kill every human thing or living thing in sight. They left him alone once they got what they wanted. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm totally for that. It makes sense. We we don't have the science. We had no idea. We're just assuming all of this because they can't talk and they look right. like freaks and creatures. They look and whatnot. terrible. Yeah, and <laughs> and you know, again, this gives us this idea that humans are just on the literal top of the food. There's there's no evolution beyond us. So when we see something different, we're like, hell no, this is wrong. This is abomination. It's not supposed to happen. And so. It's understandable why he would think that he's doing the right thing, but he didn't kill the lion. So he understands the importance of other beings living on their own. Right. So be, if that scene wasn't in this movie, then I would understand the change. But because that it was, I would have preferred the original ending. So you makes you wonder. So just like 28 days later, there was an alternate ending is what we're talking about. And like Rob said, it's on, it was on the DVD. It's on YouTube. And... Over the years, it evidently has become the ending that people say is canon, which is crazy. And it might help for the sequel that they're making. But it, it would be a twist for the audience to go through that whole movie, leaving it as it was, and then having him find out that, oh my god, I had been killing these people and they they care for each other. Yes, it was very primal. I mean, they kind of were like animals rubbing their heads on each other, but I still wouldn't have flipped on Neville and been like, well, you're such a terrible person, though, because how was he to know? You know, how was he to know? He just, he just really feels bad, and that's the other thing, too, is that we can also look at history and be like, well, they didn't know. Are we supposed to forgive them? I mean, he killed a lot of people. Yeah, who turned creatures. into those mutants. I mean, it's all on his wall and they don't really understand exactly why. They just know that some guy just continuously keeps capturing them and taking them. So Right, right. And I think for him, I think the only the first time he really realized they thought is when they did that trap and left the mannequin which I think is another creepy scene the mannequin and he's like what are you doing like yeah, is Fred, he going crazy I will say this and I will never admit to anything other than this I honestly thought those mannequins were going to come to life at some point just visually if he was going insane just just having the mouth move something I honestly thought Fred was so alive but it furthers the discussion about them 
having intelligent, you know, a mind and being able to like have human thought process and stuff like that. Because he literally said it like beforehand, I think maybe in a flashback that they have no signs of human behavior. Right. Right. None. So they're not smart enough to set a trap like that, let alone take his friend, Fred, and move <laughs> him to a specific location. I and this theater was freaking out when we saw fred we were like how did he move what is going on the hell are you doing out here fred what the what the hell are you no 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 what the hell are you doing out here fred how did you get out of here fred if you're real you better tell me right now if you're real, you better tell me right now! And I think the fact that they really kept those creatures in shadow for such a long time added to the ambience because we only heard them screaming in the streets as he closed up at night. So when we finally do see them, oh my God. But And you're right, Rob, I think that's so cool because it says that Fred outside in the street looks like it's moving its head a little because during the scene, a mime replaced the mannequin to try to play with people's minds as they watched that scene. And in the, and in the video store as well, they had mannequins filling in at certain shots which damn i think that's so deep and <laughs> like someone would think of that but it is i gotta say up until the third half and i think i had the same problem with 28 days later i think it drops off for me i love the first and second half of this movie so much i mean it could be because the dog the dog dies which is my god is a downer for this so <laughs> apparently that movie met with a little bit of backlash because of the dog being killed because it i want to say that the movie did it for shock value but it's also the way that it, sam died like yes oh. it had already turned so it's just like whatever you do to it is whatever but it's just the idea of strangling the dog until you snap the like nobody wants to see pets die in a movie period and it's really really shunned upon like if i see i had a I had a friend who literally like if I see a, a, a animal die like that's it for me this movie is garbage there's just no reason for it for some people and the type of death that Sam met was really hard for a lot of people to take and they if this movie does get a sequel they want justice for Sam they want him to either have another companion that he treats right or whatever or they want some kind of justice because people were not happy with the way that sam died i mean by god i'm it's of course seeing animals especially such a loyal companion die it, it's terrible but i will say i get it for the character's mental psyche they really wanted to tear this man's character down and, and you know snap so that was his only tie to you know not going crazy as a matter of fact when he follows that up with the mannequin scene like i promised my friend why won't you talk to me promise my friend i will say hello to you today hello hello Please say hello to me. Please say hello to me. 
I gotta give it to Will Smith. I mean, his acting is top notch with the, the, the emotion. The acting, the comedic chops, all were seen into this with full force. And the fact that he did spend a lot of the movie by himself talking to himself, like all of this was believable. And I thought he did yes. amazing and entertaining yeah. too. Yeah, just the low key flirting with the woman as he, like he looks up <laughs> and he's like checking her out, but then pretending like he's not staring at her. All of that was just great. It was just wonderful to see. It's funny. Did you notice she was standing in the adult section too? I did. And you know, I think it wasn't until the second time that I saw the movies on the shelf. And I'm like, why is that section so open? (laughs) Yeah. So he was going through, and I think actually this is probably something you would love if the end of the world happened. Going through every movie alphabetically to watch basically. I would have easily done the same. Oh my God. That is amazing. I would have easily done. I knew you would love that. I knew you would love that. But what do you think about visiting that every day? Like, I wouldn't want to go through the whole thing that he does every day. I'm like, no, I don't want to die. I mean, I'm not going to try and like really break this down to, to, you know, to analyze it. But for me, I think just the idea of keeping things normal, you know, like he didn't want to steal from the video yes. store. And it also gave him a sense of purpose throughout his day-to-day routine, right? Let's go to the store. Let's go to our meeting place. Let's go to the video store and pick up a movie. It just creates a little bit of normalcy instead of just like hoarding a bunch of movies and keeping them so you don't have to leave the house. So I think it was important yeah. for him to always have something to do every day. My God, if the apocalypse comes, I'll become even more of a homebody than I already am, evidently. Well, it's awesome that after all has been done, that there was still power to begin with i'm very shocked about that this is every issue i have with these and i love these movies clearly these end of the world movies but i'm like neville how are you powering everything okay i see some boilers or heaters from maybe hot water and everything but the man was dvr it must have been the beginning of dvring news cycles which i do love that too these old news videos that he's watching but is how is it working how is it working still i'm sure he has like a generator or something i mean he has the lab working i he's he's assigned well that's the other thing too apparently the book never had him as a genius like he was just some regular man but every time they make this he's just some scientist or something so they give him i guess it's two birds with one stone so they don't have to have another person i don't know did you happen to see the vincent price movie Mm -mm. no i haven't seen any iteration this is the only one i actually would wonder what your takes would be i saw the original one with vincent price and i really like i mean but it was really vampires i mean he had mirrors and crosses on the windows oh crazy but they would talk to him rob like at night they would try to break in and they knew his name and they were like neville we're here come out so it is a little creepier having creatures like scream at you and like belittle you all night long the last man on earth fights the terrifying living dead get away from her vincent price against zombie killers the last man on earth attacking zombies by night the living dead by day will terrorize you and vincent price as the last man on earth
in Central Park did you see the Batman versus Superman? I poster? sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Uh, I, I want to say there was something very specific about that, having that be in the movie. But yes, I definitely noticed that. Uh, there there were a lot of uh, wonderful shots in this movie. Him playing golf on the on the wing. I like a lot a lot of sunset Great. sort of stuff. Uh, just the just the open land of him, you know, um, by the pier. Uh, we mentioned about losing Sam in the beginning. This is also when he's like driving the car and when he stops, the camera continues to pan out, just showing a very empty and isolated Beautiful. New York. That was a really good shot that I, that I really liked. And I even enjoyed the visuals in the bank when he when we get to see them for the first time. I think all of that navigation was wonderful. Uh, damn, Sam, for going in there. God, I know he was so scared. But yeah, all of that I thought was a great way to introduce them because I had no idea what they looked like. And what we got was that circle jerk that they were doing. Yeah, and they're just kind of like huddling. Yeah, and yeah. It just seemed breathing. that they were just kind of sleeping i guess but i i thought all of that was was a wonderful take nice shot um i'm a little in the middle with the cgi at this point oh it's, it's not the worst oh. thing for me i don't care i don't care i was fine the dogs i could have done without but them as a whole i was fine with it it's whatever well you know what i've always been fascinated by and evidently they did some takes with live actors in makeup and actresses so i'm a big person for being as realistic as you can because i there's something about cgi that i feel like they still haven't gotten right since jurassic park i don't know how we regressed from that movie to some of the cgi we have now i feel like that was top notch in 93 but i actually would have loved to have seen these actors like at least a deleted scene with what they shot because evidently were skinny and thin and looked like they did but i would have loved just to see how they came up with that but of course the movement of these creatures are animalistic fast as hell so i guess you wouldn't really be able to do the fancy jumping and the things that they do in this movie i mean what do you think about actually live actors doing that i guess it is what it is the cgi but do you think makeup yeah. would have held up better after all these years the way that they move i i doubt it i mean i particularly like them to just choose a lane for them to do both you know animatronics and and cgi is one thing but when you've got somebody in makeup and then cgi like you know think back to catwoman like i don't want to see a live action <laughs> human in costume and then when it's time to fight they turn into to these very cartoonish things like just pick a lane and just go all hulk or just you know do the best you can with stunt doubles yeah. the work that this man did to cover his tracks up into walking up his stairs and he must have been putting some kind of bleach or antiviral something to, to cover his steps i i just think it's genius so was it am i wrong was it four or five years since this began so if he's been doing this for four or five years I, I, the fact that it crumbled with just the one mistake of going in before dusk or dawn had finally arrived at the end when he runs into anna this other character what is that was it still dark when you brought us home last night we're bleeding there was light on the horizon turn the light off turn it off
father's home. It mm. all came down to that. Well, I mean, maybe 10 minutes, let's say. It could have been five minutes sometimes when the light is still out. And I just feel so sad that all of his work crumbled down like that. I mean, he even had UV lights that clearly did shit because these things ripped them down. But genius. This man is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he's definitely been doing this for a while. He came up with a, a really nice way to make sure that they didn't know where he lived. And yeah, no, all of that was great. I, I will say this, you know, he miscalculated. He obviously underestimated these beings um, that they can, you know, do more than just howl and growl and eat. But, you know, uh, that's on him for stepping into that water and getting trapped like that. I mean, he hit his head. That sucked. But like, oh, yeah, that looked really realistic, too. That was on him. And I, I get the suspense. Like, he's obviously smart enough not to wait until the sunset to to go, you know, back home. So having him unconscious until it's nighttime made sense. And then when he cut himself down and he landed on the knife like that was, yeah, yeah, that was messed up. But sorry, that was on him. The fact that the dog waited. Oh, yeah, I, I do understand his rage. I mean, just the dog protecting him while they were, you know, doing that last minute attack so stuff was, sad. was wonderful. And, you know, man, oh, my God, when he grabbed her hair and it was already falling out i'm like my god this is happening quickly very quickly yes, this virus spreads that quickly so yeah. you're over neville's mistake at that point him going so crazy that that he saw fred there but you're like he should have realized something was up or was he really blurring at that point that he was just like what well those were two different scenes i think when he was investigating fred you know he again just thought like oh they're not gonna set a trap for me but it's like why would he move there why would it move there and, you know, him stepping in the way, I was like, no, just just don't. But it was, you know, after Sam, I don't know if it was a suicide mission and he just thought he wasn't going to live yeah. after that. I yeah. get it because he really went all out. You know, he set a trap for them. He wanted to take out as many as he could and, and, and stuff. He got real lucky that not only this woman showed up, but she knew what she was doing by distracting him. And he did say, don't let these fools follow <laughs> us home. And she was just so concerned about keeping him alive. So I get it. Yeah. So the woman who plays her. She's in that show that's really popular, I feel like. Yeah, now. Queen or something. Queen. Yes, Queen of the South or queen something. Of the South. Yeah. So Alice Braga. So if it's, it's sort of crazy that these two were in this movie together because technically they've already starred in another film together. Just done separately. Now, if a certain movie was really popular to get a sequel right away then these two could have run into each other because will smith was dead shot in suicide squad and alice braga was in the suicide squad that is so funny yeah playing the army chick i forget her name but yeah uh she was in the second he was in the first these movies could not coexist so technically they did suicide squad together was the second suicide squad a remake kind of a remake but not a remake it was a reboot it was a reboot yeah damn dc get just things together so that's a great tidbit because mine is the complete opposite i was gonna say in the character in the book and in 
Yeah, just in the book, because not in Omega Man, the character was actually of trap for him. She was one of the vampires that still had all of her basic normalcy, but she had the disease. And she ended up befriending him because she realized he wasn't doing these things because he thought he was hurting anybody so she was basically a trap for him and she's the one basically told him that we have a whole new world you're not going to be accepted so basically take this suicide she gave him a suicide pill because she said they're going to kill you badly because you're a villain to them so i see i see they left her not being you know a a hidden villain which i like to i rather her not be yeah i would agree with that uh, her son, Ethan, grew up to be quite the star. I don't watch this show, but apparently he's on Ozark. Uh, this is uh, Charlie Tahan. I remember him from Wayward Pines. He was one of the kids in the small contained town. He also was the voice in Frank and Weenie. I believe he was our lead. Oh. And uh, he was in Gotham, who played a young scarecrow, uh, Jonathan Crane. So he comes in later. In, yeah, he comes in later in the series on Gotham, but he's very good. Uh, so, yeah, an- another thing that I noticed. Uh, so, yeah, he grew up to be quite the star. Why did I always think Ethan was in her child? I always thought she just found this kid. I don't know why I came up with that in my head. I don't think I had any reason to question it, but I'm trying to remember. I don't even think he got a spoken no, yeah, word. He was like a mute? Of, yeah, I think he just stayed silent the whole time. Also, I don't know that being alone and watching these movies all the time, I don't know if I would create such a vast memory of like line for line of these movies that I watch. He knew Shrek, oh, Shrek. down to word for word. I don't know if I'd be able to remember it that much, but he really enjoyed Shrek. <laughs> Can I see something to you? Listen, you was really, really something back there. Incredible. Are you talking to me? Yes, I was talking to you. Can I just tell you that you was really great back then? Those gods, they thought it was all that. Then you showed up and bam, you tripping over themselves like babes in the woods. See that? That really feel good to see that. That's great. Man, it's good to be free. Now, why don't you go celebrate your freedom with your own friends? Hmm? But, uh, I don't have any friends. And I'm not going out there by myself. Hey, Winner, I got a great idea. I'll stick with you. I like Shrek. That was really scary. And if you don't mind me saying, if that don't work, your breath certainly will get the job done. Cause- that scene, though, I know it's supposed to play off that he's, like, having a bonding moment or showing, a, like, a human moment. But he he's saying it as creepy as hell to me this time around. He did not, like, I don't know. It was just like, oh, okay. It's It was really hard for him to hear some other opinions about what's going on in the world. He's already got in his head how he views the world, which is another reason why the original ending worked, because he is just so set on the conclusion that he's come up with he can't even fathom the idea that there are people out there living and doing just fine and thriving no they need him to 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 live and this is why he's been doing this by himself and chose not to leave because he believed everyone was dead threw away all that plate of food jesus Oh, and when he said he was saving the bacon, would you have been pissed too? I would have been. <laughs> I would have been horrified. I bacon. It, like, it's not like you can just go out and get some. She went right to that too. You notice she was just like, "Oh, bacon! I probably haven't had this in five years." <laughs> no, yeah, if that, especially if that's his only one, you don't break that out for until you know ice cream and bacon. You don't touch until celebration. Really quickly with her character. <laughs> 
how the hell did she never hear of Bob Marley? That woman was at a certain age. She should have n at least heard one song. But evidently that was Bob Marley's legend album that Will Smith hands to her. So that's a little another I Am Legend. Uh, it was a greatest hits album. Yeah, where was the legend poster? That was a missed opportunity. <laughs> that would have been great because these buildings he broke into had every other newspaper clipping in the world on those walls. <laughs> so there's a few things. Did you notice the butterflies everywhere in this movie? And brought up continuously. I, apparently, Anna had a butterfly. I don't remember seeing one. But, um, you know, the mutant woman had one, of course. And it was very signs and stuff. But as far as throughout the movie, no. I did not pay attention to the butterfly at all. Were, oh, were there a I lot? Kept, I kept seeing butterflies. His daughter kept saying something about butterflies. Yes. And then I noticed for the first time ever, the glass at the end is breaking. And it's literally he sees the guy's head and there's like breaking glass it looks like antennas really? and the rest is butterfly wings did not notice that what the hell is the butterfly thing like i don't even see anything online about what the hell the butterfly thing means but there's something i guess that was supposed to be his sign which makes that original ending work again because he sees the butterfly and then he believes which this woman anna anna is saying about like a, a sign from god and yeah that's what it was for so it makes so much more i think with this and other ending but the butterfly thing is also a metamorphosis it's it's going from one thing and in, in blossoming into oh, another that's so what that is true. see this is so, why he yeah, the movie where where to believe that you know these creatures or these mutants are actually metamorphosing into something beautiful as opposed to monstrous or whatever we see them that's what i'm guessing they look freaking bad as hell though they look terrible i would think these are monstrous creatures well it's just due to the resources i mean they can't talk to each other it's yeah it's, it's just resources so there's flashbacks, which I think are done beautifully throughout this movie, too, when he sees his him and his wife and his daughter Such a escaping. slow burn to just reveal all of that. Ugh, ugh. Are you, so I have two comments about this whole thing. One, how many times did those, those people scan people's eyes and they were wrong and they just threw them into that bad pile? Get your hands out of the way! I am Lieutenant Colonel Robert Neville. I'm ordering you to scan her again. Scan her again. All right, scan her again. It's clear. It's clear. Move through. Man, my God, the elitism in this fucking scene. I cannot, like, I'm not mad that she got another go, but that's the thing. That part scares me the most because I am not in a position to get special treatment. I'm not smart enough to be spared and create a new world. I definitely don't have the money and I don't have the connections. Like, it's over for me. And I, man, the way that she got another turn makes, oh, uh, it just, it just creeps me out. It just, I'm happy for them, but it does nothing for me. I was horrified. No, because I kept thinking, oh my God, besides the woman whose eyes was bleeding, okay, clearly she's got something, but this technology clearly was not good enough if all it took was one more scan and that eye went through. That's yeah. really, yeah, that scares the shit out of me. Is it almost better that his daughter and wife were killed right then and there so he never had to worry about 
Well, of course. Them. I mean, I mean, let's go back to Leo. He had to oh. be taken. <laughs> Otherwise, the mission would not have gone through. <laughs> that's a for people who don't know, that's a charmed reference. And they had to take away the character's husband, they said, to give her motivation to fight a big enemy. So he would be out there trying to look for them as opposed to staying and taking care of this virus. So they right. had to go. Do you prefer this kind of apocalypse? I want to get your take on this, where at least you could walk around during the day. Normal, let's just say if this was a zombie movie, it would be 24 hours a day. You couldn't, you know, leave or have a normal life. With vampire movies or mutants or whatever these creatures are, him having a normal life actually makes this apocalypse a little better. <laughs> like, because you can have the day. You could live like a normal life. Are you saying which do I prefer to be a part of or for entertainment value watching? I would say for entertainment wise, like, does this give the character too much freedom, too much to play? As opposed to we're sitting in doom and gloom and we can never escape it. 28 days later, it was all the time. Well, I, I would just think of the tone of the movie and what it was that I was looking for. And as far as suspense, I know that the trope is daylight signifies safe and and rest and relaxation and and you know non-terror so when stuff happens during the day you're like ooh, you know whatever um you know even in resident evil we got safe rooms you know it took me a while as a kid to really get used to that but anytime that i saw those crates i was like oh i better grab my stuff before a zombie comes in and i was always scared of the surroundings of the of the case like do i need to take care of zombies before i go to the case these were safe rooms so we kind of need those moments where we can just not worry about it and actually focus on the story but um as far as entertainment i don't think it matters i haven't really i don't necessarily have a preference um as far as living in one i actually would just prefer to have doom and gloom the whole time these mutants and vampires were just way too strong to have to bolt up your house like that at oh, night yeah. like i don't want to have to do all of that like if, if that's the only way that I'm going to be safe, again, I would yeah. just rather deal with it 24-7. That's a little too much for me. Plus, nothing worked anyway. I mean, yeah. blew them up and they still kept coming. That um, that that final attack scene was was it was it was amazing. It was, it was so great. All of that action, them coming through the route, all of that was just fantastic. Well done. So good. I, I thought that fight scene, all of that was just great. Did he have to die? Seeing the alternative ending, the man didn't have to die. But do you think he could have fit in that thing with them? Or were they going to keep coming well, either way? Well, the other ending, you may not have seen it in... in on YouTube, but if you read about the ending, he also decides to leave with them and go to Vermont. Yes. So he goes to the colony and takes the, the cure with them. I don't think he had to die, but it made sense for him to because his family was already gone and, yeah. you know, low-key, there is the realization of 
you know, he probably knows he's an asshole. But it's that whole sign from God thing. Like, I'm not meant to live. There's another movie that did the exact same thing. It was uh, Sucker Punch. I referenced this movie to an, uh, to another film. I wish I could remember what it was. But in Sucker Punch, she thought the whole time that it was supposed to be all of them escaping for them to win, to win over the man, you know. But in reality, her mission was to sacrifice herself so that one of them can get out alive. It was never meant to be her. And so I think he just came to the conclusion, I did my part. Now it's time for me to go. If we all attempt to try and leave, I have a feeling that we're not going to make it out alive. So his job was the cure. That was it. Look for the butterfly. That that was it. Yeah. Spot the butterfly. So really interesting, Rob. Will Smith grew so enamored with his canine co-star, who was named Abby in real life, that he tried to adopt her while when filming had finished. Cute. Cute. I know. Would that be a great story? <laughs> that would have been great. But the dog trainer could not be persuaded to give her up. The movie's animal trainer found Abby in a kennel, and she had never been trained before, and it only took her a few weeks to be able to do that acting, which is, I think is fantastic. Yeah, that was great. And then Tom Cruise, Michael Douglas, Mel Gibson, and... At one point, Ridley Scott and Arnold Schwarzenegger were going to do this movie. All makes sense. All of it makes sense. And, you know, I, I can't say in 2007 if it was a political move to give it to Will. Will is just an upstanding guy at the time who can carry on a movie like that. And he just has the face we want to look at for two and a half hours. So, Oh, and the man was in shape. Yes, he was. <laughs> oh my God. I gotta say, I think Will Smith, maybe prior to recent events, is one of those actors that is universally liked. I think he just has such charisma going back to Independence Day. He is perfect for these roles when you need someone to carry something and be likable. And I do think Neville is, I mean, maybe prior to the egg thing and the screaming, Neville is a really a likable character. I think it's one of his top characters for me. So that's the other thing about this supposed sequel. So, I mean, they've been trying to do this for a little bit now. Years. I mean, years. Will Smith's projects are starting to get axed. Like, they're not really trying to work with him at the moment. Uh, he's either being replaced or his projects are getting pushback or or just completely canceled and i am legend 2 could be one of those things so we're not sure and you're like how are they gonna do it because he died well i think there's gonna be a lot of flashbacks that involve him they're even talking about using the de-aging um technology that they use for him in gemini man so it's possible for him to come up uh but yeah i I, I don't know where his career is going to go from this. He did release a literal apology to Chris. We just so, recently, right? <laughs> yeah, so he's he's trying to make amends, I guess. I, I don't know if he's hard to work with. I just don't know if they want to put a bunch of money into something that's not going to pay off because of his recent activities. So um, I don't know if we're going to see another one. Do I need another one? I don't need another one. Uh, I don't know if the books ever came out with the sequel. I have no idea what they plan to do, but I'm sure our mutants would look a lot different and possibly improved if we did another one. 
It would make, I mean, I know the problem was originally, you know, how did Will Smith die and carry on? So there was talk about using the alternative ending as the real ending, but then you can't just expect the general movie going public to go like, yeah, oh, there's an alternative ending. It was on the DVD or is the director's cut and know it. But honestly, I'd rather it be, who was the? Michael B. Jordan. Act. Michael B. I'd rather it just be Michael B. Jordan. Why not have him not even play Neville? I mean, just take on a different character in this world because I don't need flashbacks. Like, just to have Will Smith and be in the movie because we already know what the hell happens to this man. Well, I think it's to kind of showcase his work pre and post while he was collecting all those oh. people and doing all those tests. I think they have a story to tell that they want to to put out there so we'll see i mean if it goes through i will definitely go to see it because i really i i really do love this movie and all in all what do you think rob in 2022 i was very entertained when i watched it i didn't find myself bored at all um and again i thought will's acting was fun even knowing what i know now i wasn't like disgusted with him watching him on screen uh again i loved all the action scenes so i think this was an interesting movie to watch again would I pay for it? No, probably not. And even after watching it now, I don't necessarily have a desire to watch it again. So this is a movie that I never bought, and it, I'll probably just keep it in my memory and, and, and remember how it was, you know, as is. So <laughs> It definitely was an early 2000s staple, I feel like, hit. I think I will definitely rewatch it again. Really quickly, I just forgot this fact, which I thought was funny, that all of the paintings in Neville's house were from the Museum of Modern Art in New York, and he borrowed them from the museums at the time. So that was actually famous art being used on I did notice it. So, I mean, I think that's only a Will Smith power move at that point. Okay, like, we're taking these out of the museum for this movie. So... That concludes Summer of the Dead Radical Ones. I can't believe summer is over. Of course, we have all of September to still get that warm weather, depending on where you are. Rob, so we have season three coming up in October. And I know one of our earlier things will be Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. So that's something to look forward to for people. What was your favorite movie to review this summer? Great question. I gotta say, I think Night of the Demons was a really pleasant rewatch for me. Like, I really had a lot of fun rewatching that movie because it had been a long time. So that and Day of the Dead, I'm such a I'm such a uh, Romero fiend, I guess. But the classics, Day of the Dead. And have you chosen your theme for next summer? You know, originally this was going to be, I was thinking of Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but I felt like that was too close to maybe last year's Jason movies. But as I do like having a theme, because it kind of gives you an idea of what the hell you're doing. And the same time, you're kind of like going, well, if people don't like a certain genre, you're really screwing a lot of people. So I don't know. What would you think? Like random movies? Some to think about. Some to think about. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Well, Radical Ones, if you 
have any ideas, you could always reach us. Instagram, Radical Retro Podcast, one word. We also have that voicemail feature on Anchor. And maybe over the summer, someone will leave us a voicemail or or a review on Apple because that's always nice to come back to, back to school with. <laughs> no, but thank you so much, Radical Ones. And you could also catch a full back catalog of Rob on Brunch with the Hollowells, eight seasons of Charmed, as well as Fear Bias, aka Bitch I Ain't Scared, which is on Anchor and Spotify and Movie Geek and Proud, another podcast by Rob. So again, you haven't heard the last of this guy. He is, he's going to be doing another podcast. I feel it. I feel it. One day, one day. One day. (laughs) (laughs) So enjoy the summer. We will see you in October, the first week. Of course, we are always on Instagram updating, interacting. So you could find us there. And I'm sure there'll be videos and things throughout September to tide you over. So thank you again. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you, David. Thank you, everyone who listens. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you in a month. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Bye-bye. In 2009, a deadly virus burned through our civilization, pushing humankind to the edge of extinction. Dr. Robert Neville dedicated his life to the discovery of a cure and the restoration of humanity. On September 9, 2012, at approximately 8.49 p.m., he discovered that cure. And at 8.52, he gave his life to defend it. We are his legacy. This is his legend. Light of the darkness. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.